and welcome back to the Autism Hour podcast where we view each and every individual as valuable and capable. I'm your host, Chelsea Anderson, and today my guest is Kelly Rodenberg. Kelly is the proud mom of two boys, Joey and Bryson, ages 12 and 10. She and the boys live in the area where Kelly grew up and went to school. She worked with children in some capacity for over 20 years and has always had a deep connection with kids. Kelly is at the Helm ABA Clinic in Louisville, where she is now the clinic manager after starting off as an RBT. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks so much for listening. Hi, Kelly, and welcome to the Autism Hour podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Chelsea. Good. Okay, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Kelly. I'm the mother of two boys. I work here at the Helm ABA. Um, I'm clinic manager right now, but I started out um, as an RBT. Okay. Um, and ABA kind of fell into my lap. Um, I was teaching preschool at the time okay. and I saw a child receiving ABA services and my jaw dropped and I said, what is that? I need to be a part of that. That's so neat. So I called up the helm and I said, I just want to learn more. Yeah. And that, you know, meaning about learning more kind of rolled into an interview and here I am. So, That's so crazy. Yeah. Where were you teaching at the time? At Primrose. Okay. For about five years. Okay. How long ago was that now? Uh, two years ago. Okay. So. Very neat. I didn't yes. even know that about yeah. you. That's really cool. So how did you hear about the helm? The helm was teaching or was working with a child at Primrose. Oh, okay. So you yes. saw their services. And, and I said, that's more. amazing. And I need to know more about this yeah. thing called ABA therapy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you talk a little bit more about your family? Sure. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm the mother of two boys. Mm -hmm. My youngest, Bryson, is 10 and my oldest, Joey, is 12. Okay. Um, my oldest, Joey, was diagnosed with high-functioning autism uh, at around three and a half years of age. Okay. Uh, we started off working with ECI because we had some speech delay. Okay. He was around two years, 10 months at the time. So we just morphed right into the ISD system up in mm -hmm. McKinney at the time. Okay. Um, and then was, he was in the PPCD program. Okay. Yeah. And then that's where he got his diagnosis of autism. Okay. Um, so now it's just the three of us. We live in Bedford. They go to my old elementary school, and now Joey's going to be going to my former junior high. Oh so my it's goodness. very circle of life. Yeah, that's neat. <laughs> it's very that's bizarre. Very rare. Yeah, <laughs> going through the halls, and they're very small. Yeah, much smaller than I remember. So. <laughs> that's funny. I feel like they they feel big to little people. Oh so. yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. Very tiny. Yeah. Okay, can you talk a little bit more about Joey's diagnosis and how um, you felt going through that process, what that experience was like for you? For me, it wasn't surprising. Okay. I, even from nine months, I kind of always knew there okay. was something there. What we had an obsession with toys. Okay. Every certain it was very, cause and effect toys was his thing. Okay. Um, anything that turned on off, mm -hmm. spun, he would just love. He would line up his pacifiers, um, and then just obsess over things. Okay. Um, and then sensory wise was couldn't stand certain clothing even as a young baby and couldn't stand the the sense of 
cuddle, which is devastating to a mother. Yeah. He he would he would cuddle enough to nurse, but then be like, "All right, I'm I'm done." Yeah. And he would be perfectly happy just lay him in his crib, and he would go straight to sleep. I mean, wow. he was a great baby in that yeah. aspect, but for someone who's uber affectionate as I am, that was very hard. Yeah. And, and he was your first child. He was so, my first child. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and even to this day, he's doesn't like the sensation of someone kissing him near his face. We can kiss the top of his head. Okay. But now that he's 12, he's, it's really <laughs> there are other gross. Reasons, yeah. So we're, we're, yeah. we're a preteen now. That's, yeah. that's gross, mom. Yeah. So, um, Having the diagnosis back then was not surprising to me, mm-hmm. and he received um, lots of support at PPCD um, and was getting lots of one-on-one help at mm-hmm. times, and it was just basically academic support okay. for the most part. Okay. Um, we didn't need any OT, or we did, um, I, I apologize, we did need OT for handwriting okay. further down the road, okay. but nothing for feeding or... You know, feeding therapy for textures. Mm-hmm. We were just very picky. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I wasn't too surprised. But, okay. I mean, I guess the affection part of it was Difficult. pretty hard. Yeah. Did you know a lot about autism at that point? I didn't. I mean, as much as I knew from, um, I had my degree in child development from okay. UNT. Okay. Which I got back in 2003. So what we touched on back then, but I hadn't really been exposed to um, children, you know, on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, I did have a brief um, career in uh, working with CPS, but that's just a whole other yeah, man, that was tough. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but nothing, nothing in regards to autism. So it was new to me. Okay. So when Joey was in PPCD, did you start to see some strides in his progress and development and speech and things like that? Or did it take some time? The speech definitely came on. Okay. Um, and as far as peer interactions, it, it was never a problem for him. And they always pushed like, oh, he needs social. Mm-hmm. But the teachers were always so surprised about how social he was mm-hmm. and how atypical that was for kids on the spectrum yeah. and their difficulties to form social bonds. Mm-hmm. So that's never been a problem for Joey in particular. So that's, that's always been, yeah, one, you know, ace in his back pocket that he's mm-hmm. always been able to fall back on. The, the, let's see, um, the math, the, the enjoyment of math mm-hmm. increased. Okay. Um, and then that eventually became one of his stronger suits. Okay. Because awesome. math is very black and white. Mm-hmm. There's, it's very it's, logical. It's very logical. <laughs> yeah. um, there's no, you know, gray interpretation mm-hmm. of math. It is what it is. So yeah. that's, um, he really enjoys math. The reading slowly became better. Okay. Um, we're still trying to make strides in that. Mm-hmm. But as, in regards to PPCD, I mean, he just... It, it was just the social, just kind of, you know... Yeah. Letting him blossom even more, mm-hmm. even though that wasn't a, a big issue for him. Yeah. Just seeing him blossom more. Yeah. And then, 
watching him love math, though. Yeah, that's yeah. neat. Can you talk about when Bryson entered the picture, what that looked like for you as a mom? Oh, as a family, yeah. yeah so just... I, we were married at the time, um, my ex-husband and I. And uh, so Bri- uh, Joey didn't really know any different, mm-hmm. I don't think. Just, the boys are 20 months apart, so okay, I yeah. think brother just appeared and just yeah. morphed <laughs> into our life. Like So he, they, and they're best friends to this oh, day. Yeah. I mean, it's really sweet. Yeah. Um, so they've just kind of grown up together. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, literally, literally, literally they've grown <laughs> yeah. up together. Um, but neither of them really knew about Joey's diagnosis. Okay. I think Bryson knew before Joey did. Okay. But something was a little different about brother. Mm-hmm. Um, before Joey started picking up, which we can talk about later mm-hmm. when Joey realized his diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bryson, I think, has a little bit harder time socially because they all were together so much. Mm-hmm. And I think Bryson picked up on the fact that my brother, you know struggles in some area so he I think took it upon himself to be a little protective Mm -hmm. and be um what's the word I'm looking for just just be protective of Mm -hmm. him so I'm seeing now as he's older that he shies away from branching out to his own peers because I think he's grown up so much trying to cling to for for brother for Joey yeah so uh, this is going to be the first year that they're apart. Well, Joey's going to be in junior high. Bryson's going to be last year elementary. So mm-hmm. I think this is going to be really good for both of them. Yeah. The Bryson's going to, yeah. Bit. Yeah. Did you ever have to put forth a lot of effort into their social interactions with one another? Or was that just very natural for them? For that, no. It was, like I said, it. I almost hate to say that it was really easy but it was really yeah it's great that's your experience (laughs) um they just naturally got along and just were inseparable and it was it's just been a blessing watching them grow up together i mean they've had their little brother all siblings do Uh, so (laughs) it's i'm gonna say it's increasing now that that you know we're becoming into the preteen years Mm -hmm. so um but yeah, growing up, they just they were just joined at the hip. So that's so cool. Yeah, that's a great experience to yeah. have because that's not everyone's story. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk more about you. So, sure. um, because you have a son with autism, do you think that played into you wanting to learn more about autism and now working at the helm and being clinic manager here? How do you think that has impacted your career aspirations? I knew I always wanted to work with kids. Okay. I knew I didn't want to work for an ISD mm-hmm. in teaching. That wasn't ever my aspiration. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something with kids. Okay. Ever since I was little. Okay. So then working with Joey, um, i got to be honest, I just kind of took his lead and we learned together. Mm-hmm. I didn't read a ton of books I we just kind of waded through life together Mm -hmm. and figured out what works and 
I picked my battles. Um, and if, if the obsession at the time wasn't harming him or harming anything, we, we bought into it. Like we, we did garbage trucks for two years. <laughs> yeah. Everything was garbage trucks. We even went to a carnival and they were like, you can fit you know, face paint, anything you want. He wanted a recycling bin on his face. That's fine. Like, yeah. it's not harming yeah. anything. Whatever you, you like. Do you want to yeah. do. <laughs> so we just, and so now looking back, and I had been doing ABA therapy all along. Mm -hmm. I and just didn't, didn't know, know mm -hmm. that I was doing that. Yeah. I, we would have choice boards. We would do tokens. I even had levels of we had clothespins where oh man you're kind of at a level red mm -hmm. here what can we do to get our mood you know back to a blue we would talk through moods and it would so yeah i had been doing aba therapy as a parent and not didn't know it mm -hmm. so after you know years of teaching preschool off and on um and implementing that teaching strategy with in my own classroom yeah. and then stumbling upon ABA it, it, like I said it literally fell on my lap that the helm was at the preschool yeah. and I walk in and then so I'm like cool. this is this is it was just <laughs> the angel song and yeah. the heavens opened up and yeah. I was like that's exactly what I, I mean it took me 38 years to find my forever home but this is the ABA is yeah. for sure what I was meant to do. That's so. awesome. Yeah, and that leads into my next question, which is what do you hope to do in the future? Do oh, it's, it's this, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. That's so cool that you found what you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so since the helm has become a part of your life and a part of Joey's life, mm -hmm. how have you seen Joey change and grow? Have you seen any differences in his development since you guys have been spending so much time at the helm? I've seen a difference more in Bryson okay. than I have um, becoming more accepting, okay, um, more empathetic, and more patient. Wow! And That's so cool. um, I and as far as Joe, Joey's always been really good with young kids. Mm -hmm. So when he comes up here and is a peer mentor, mm -hmm. he's amazing with the little kids, really and is. they are like, he's like the Pied Piper, and they just follow him wherever oh, he goes because. He loves it. Yeah. It was actually the helm, or being here at work and with the other children that led him to get the wheels turning to figure out that he might have some aspect of autism. Okay. So that's what led him to kind of diagnose himself. Wow. What did that so, look like? How long ago was that? That was two summers ago. Okay. No, it was last summer. Okay. It was last summer. It was, I, I had been toying with the idea to tell him he had, when we do homework at nine, he just beats himself up. Why can't I figure this out? My peers are getting it so much faster than I am. Oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my brain? Why can't I remember things? Yeah. So I knew the time was coming soon that mm -hmm. we needed to sit down. But I also was hesitant because he is so smart that I was hesitant that he was going to use it as a scapegoat too. Okay. 
um, I didn't want to be like, can't do my homework. I got that autism, you yeah. know, and, and I could see him doing that. Yeah. So I wanted to be careful on how I approached the subject. So mm-hmm. I had research videos. I had research books. I, I had a whole stack of, you know, uh, late reader books that we could read together and have this big discussion. So we're getting ready. They're about to go to their dads for their, the entire month of July. Okay. And it's, you know, July 1st. We're about to leave in about 20 minutes. The boys have a little spat. And Joey's just frustrated and not getting things. And things aren't clicking with him. And he's, oh, he's like, Mom, I don't get it. What do I just, do I have autism or something? And my face went white, oh and my gosh. eyes went big, and he looked at me, and I looked at him. His eyes get big, and he's like, oh, my God, I do have autism? And he's like, doesn't know what to do with that yeah. information. I don't know what to do with yeah. this information. I'm like, I wasn't prepared for this. this. I wasn't prepared for this, yeah. and you're going to your dad's here in 20 minutes no. for the whole month. I don't know what oh to do with this. So... I said, yes, but then I, I compared it to that the autism has is an umbrella mm-hmm. and that we have, there's all different ranges mm-hmm. of kids and then there's kids who need help feeding and going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and they're kind of at the lower end of the umbrella, but up here at the tippy top is where you're at. You're super smart. You're super social. Um... And so you've got so much going for you. And, and so that's where you're at. You're at the top of the umbrella. So mm-hmm. that's how I explained it to him. And he kind of understood that. that okay. Because that, he would come here and see, you know. Younger kids. Younger kids. Or, or kids at his school who he knew that would be in, come into the classroom with that diagnosis with autism mm-hmm. that, you know, are in a wheelchair with... In, in, Mm-hmm. diapers and yeah. and so although we have this big range of umbrella I, I I wanted him to know that there is a big range mm-hmm. that that doesn't mean just because you have the diagnosis means you are pigeonholed exactly yeah. so yeah. Has he brought it up since then I'm sure you guys have talked about it more than that one time yeah um he does when he forgets things. He's like, Mom, is this the autism again? I said, Some, probably it yeah. is. And so we try to figure out how we're going to remember things. Um, it's lots of highlighters. Um, mm-hmm. We have a folder in the front of his binder with homework. And it's like I'm doing everything but putting a marquee in there going like, Joey, you've got to turn this <laughs> <Yeah>. in. Um, <laughs> it's got arrows pointing and highlighters mm-hmm. and tape and yeah. So just anything to grab his attention because we do tend to be in la la land sometimes. Yeah. So. What was Bryson's response when Joey learned of his diagnosis? I don't think he was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Has uh, he asked any other questions about it or? No, not really. He just kind of accepted, accepted it. it yeah. 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 That's awesome. Man, that it sounds like that can be such a hard conversation. It sounds like it went pretty smoothly. It went pretty smoothly, and yeah, like I said, not not how I expected it to go. Yeah, so. you brought up their dad a couple times. Is he pretty accepting of the diagnosis for Joey as well, or has that been a um, difficult part? 
I don't think it's first. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure it is right now. Okay. Um, there, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we, we have not gotten a medical diagnosis mm-hmm. for Joey. Um, we have just gone through the school, the, um, the district um, psychiatrist has okay. diagnosed him. Um, Joey's dad was wanting a medical diagnosis for him. Okay. Just to be sure. Um, and I, I listened to, wanted to hear his point of view. Mm -hmm. And I said, I understand where you're coming from, but I don't know what benefits that would give us. Mm -hmm. We're not seeking ABA therapy for Joey. Okay. We do it at home anyway. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) he doesn't need to go have ABA therapy. We're, he's getting OT at school anyways. He's getting speech at school. Okay. Other than having a signed off medical diagnosis, I don't, there wouldn't be anything to gain Mm -hmm. from it. Yeah. So once when we were at the ARD and explained this to him with the whole panel, I think he understood that it's, you know, probably not in his best interest Mm -hmm. and and, and we wouldn't really have anything to gain from it. Yeah, that's good. That's good that you guys are both on similar pages at least and support him in that. Um, Is Joey in in just like a general education setting Mm -hmm. at school? Okay, and that works pretty well? Does he need it? He gets pulled from so like if he needs extra help he goes to his um, resource teacher's Okay. To get some extra help, his um, reading support teacher and his math support teacher. Okay. So. Great. Um, with that, uh, his gen ed teachers, we tried to get them on board in the beginning of the year because he is out of the classroom sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they just put a stack of papers on his desk because when they, you know, pass yeah. him out to file... So he comes back from seeing his load of, load of work and he doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. So it gets stuffed in the backpack. Mm-hmm. And so we miss a lot. Yeah. And so we're try- we've tried every year to come up with a different system. So if, yeah. if you know of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have to think on that one. Uh, it's very yeah. difficult. But we're going really overwhelming in, for him too, I'm sure. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. And it, he's become more self-conscious about getting it wrong. Mm-hmm. And he wants to... He's become more of a perfectionist, I yeah. think, since he's realized his diagnosis that he's afraid that if he makes a mistake that, or he just, he's very hard on himself. Mm-hmm. So he's almost doesn't even want to try mm-hmm. because you know, you're not going to make a mistake if you don't try. Yeah. So pushing him to try and hey, you just, you got to try your work. You got to try new things. Mm-hmm. You got to just do your best and yeah. it's okay if you mess up. Mm-hmm. So. Man, that's a reminder I need all the time, too. I so, yeah. Adults need that, too. Yeah. Yes. How is he... So, you said he doesn't really struggle socially with his peers. Um, has he experienced any negative interactions since he's getting older and about to go to middle school? How Have there been any problems of, like, teasing or anything like that that you know of? Not since he was older. We noticed it... Or I noticed it when he was younger. Okay. Um, just the... He would... The obsessionness with objects mm-hmm. kind of turned into friends. So he would just gravitate towards one or two particular people. Okay. 
and become overwhelming to them mm-hmm. sometimes and they're yeah. like we just need a break and and so then they would like not include him in a re or a game at recess mm-hmm. and he'd be like it's all right they're not they're you know they're not a mean person I just it made me really sad yeah. so him you know getting his heart broken a couple times because he didn't realize how overbearing he mm-hmm. was being he just wanted his friend he just wanted his friend all the time and yeah. so finding that social balance um but now that he's got the commonality of you know friends and with the video games and yeah the you know the going to um water parks and all that they can obsess over those things together good. Too, so yeah, yeah so that's gotten easier for oh, yeah. over time yeah that's really good yeah. can you tell the listeners a little bit more about what he does here at the helm i i obviously know what he does right. but can you tell our listeners um he with the older ones he'll come in and he will um help out and be just basically up here and um play board games with them or just hang out um I saw them chasing each other around the gross motor room the other day. Um, With the little ones, he'll, like, roll balls to them, um, go outside and, like, you know, toss the beanbags. What else was he doing? I'm going to try to get him to read more books. I think that would be good for him to... And for the little ones, if he could read to them. Well, no, that's what I say. It would be ben- it would be a win-win. Because yeah. then it would be practicing those reading skills mm-hmm. during the summer, and then they would love to hear it, too. Yeah, so. especially from somebody yeah. who are there. Exactly. <laughs> Closer to their age, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, that's great. Yep. Okay, so can you talk more about what parenting has been like? So you've been a single parent for a number of years now. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I've been a single parent Longer than I was a married parent. So yeah, yeah. And so I imagine that was difficult at times with two yes. kiddos, one who has some unique challenges. Yes. Um, can you just talk a little bit about sure. that experience? Um, juggling is the right answer. Yeah, it is juggling. I, um, I say school nights are by far the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, you come home because you've, you know, you've given your all during work mm-hmm. and then you come home and then it's just you gotta recharge and mm-hmm. give your all again um and then with joey having to sit down and do homework which would take um you know his peer 15 30 minutes mm-hmm. takes him about two hours yeah so it's frustrating for him because he's like I just want downtime now too yeah I want downtime um we all day and it would just we would all be rather or we'd rather be doing something mm-hmm. else than yeah. you know homework so it's long evenings and um which is unfortunate for Bryson because then he his behavior is usually look at me, look at me. Yeah. Because he wants that attention mm-hmm. too. So it's it's dividing yourself between the two kids and mm-hmm. meeting everyone's needs. So you do get put on the back burner yourself, yeah, but then sure. the weekends are for recharging and mm-hmm. so. What what are some of the things that you do to kind of recharge for yourself or take personal time for yourself? Um, 
massages. Yeah? Yes. That's awesome. I do. I go for nice. a massage like every other weekend. Oh, that's so that great. Is nice. That's such a good practice. Um, I like to go read. Okay. Um, what else? Um, oh, I just got a hammock for my birthday. So I'm oh, going to go goodness. find some state parks and use the hammock and go read. So. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. Yes. Great. Yeah. Are there anything, like, special activities that you love to do with Joey and Bryson or that they really love to do? In fact, taking them one-on-one -on -one is yeah. by far the best thing for mm -hmm. each of our relationships. Yeah. Um, there are things that we do together, like we'll go out for dinner together, we'll go out for frozen yogurt. Mm -hmm. That's become our new favorite thing to Aww. do together. Well, it's very hot, so there that's go. a good activity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they are so different in their interests. Mm -hmm. So, like, Joey's very video game oriented, and he's just amazing at them. So, what he and I like to do is go up to the quarter lounge up in hers. Okay. And we'll, you know, just take 10 bucks, we'll split the quarters, and he and I will just go play pinball. And we have, like, the best so chats because it's non-confrontational. Yeah. We're both kind of occupied doing yeah. something, and... It's That's just great. So fun. Um, Bryce and I like doing escape rooms. He and I. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That you love them. They oh, terrify me. We love them. Yeah, we've That's done so I think ten or twelve together. So wow. um, we're we're pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like how That's he. Cool. We balance each other out really well. Like I can get more of the the adult logic stuff, mm -hmm. but then he keeps me really balanced and. I try to think big picture. Yeah. He's like, Mom, just keep it simple. Just obvious. It's right yeah, it's you. right. Yeah. And he's, like, oh, he's so good at that. So. That's so cool. Yeah. What future do you see for your boys? Do you have any idea of like what they would be when they get older, or what future you see for them? I. Everyone who's seen Joey sees him doing some sort of camp counselor here in the next couple really? years. Really? Yes. That's so cool. Seeing him with his cousins. Seeing him up here with the other kids, mm -hmm. he's just so great with them. Yeah. So we really see him doing some sort of thing with kids. He just told me the other day he's going to be a lifeguard. So. Cool. Does he like to swim? He does love to swim, which in fact yeah. is funny because he was terrified of swimming when he was younger. Mm -hmm. And, um... Would not put his head or would not put his hand at her until he decided he was going to do it. And he went up from terrified... To, you know, swimming at the bottom of the pool with goggles on in a matter of 15 minutes oh, wow. one day. I don't know, that's that's so cool. Yeah. He just was determined he was yeah. going to do it. Um, so, no, he just told me the other day he's going to be a lifeguard. Okay. It switches every couple weeks. Yeah. Once he goes, so. Yeah. Um, but he wants to be a video game designer. That'd be awesome. Do something along that line. I'm sure you yeah. can make a great I'm living sure. that way yeah. with all the video games out there. <laughs> he wants so. to do something like that. Yeah. Game stops right up the road, so That's he can so do cool. something with that. Um, and then Bryce and something engineering. He's, really? Yeah, he's very Neat. spatial. Um, He's just got the brain for it. That's so. so cool. Well, my husband's an electrical engineer, so if you want a connection. There we go. There <laughs> we go. have one. That's so cool. It's so fun. I feel like I'm learning so much about you through yeah. this podcast, too, which is really neat and exciting. Um, okay, so what ways have you matured as a parent through um, parenting both Joey and Bryson? 
Um, I'm, it's funny, my mom and I were talking about this the other day. I've, I wouldn't necessarily say, well, of course, the boys have matured me as a parent, mm -hmm. but I think time has matured me as a yeah. parent. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before, I was way, I was really concerned about um, saying yes and making sure everyone was happy. Yeah. And that was wearing me thin. Mm -hmm. And I learned the power of saying no. Yeah. And it's totally okay. And um, I think we're just way, we're a lot happier for it. Yeah. Now that we, we don't, we're not obligated to go to, you know, every single party, every single weekend. Mm -hmm. We're, yeah, we're just happy being us. And we're prioritizing yeah. things. That's and great. I'm... I'm able to let things go a lot easier now being Good. almost 40 than I was almost 30. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, what uh, strategies do you <clears throat> carry over from your work to your home life, if there are any? What strategies? Yeah, that's are there question. any strategies you use here that you also use at home or that have been helpful here that have also been helpful at home? Well, I mean, I think. I think it just goes over the scope of just talking with people in general. Mm -hmm. Like, just treat everybody with respect. Yeah. Um, and, like, I like I treat, you know, my coworkers, I treat them respectfully. Mm -hmm. I expect the same return. I also expect that from my kids. Mm -hmm. And if they're not reciprocating that, I will call them out on yeah. that. Yeah. So, because they, they need to learn, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just... You know, treat everyone respectfully. Mm -hmm. um, Are there any specific ABA strategies you use here that you also use at home? Uh, I mean, choice is a big one. Mm -hmm. Giving choice. Because if you give choice, it gives empowerment mm -hmm. to that person. Because yeah. it doesn't matter how it gets done. As long as it gets done, I don't care which one you choose one of the two needs to get done. Mm -hmm. So I give the boys choices all the time. Yeah, that's great. So whether it's chores, whether it's dinner, I mean, both these dishes are going to have the same amount of, you know, protein and mm -hmm. fruit. I don't care which one yeah. you pick. Let's pick that's one. Or, so you pick the two choices and then let them yeah, pick from that's those fire. two. Or, yeah. or you can do the bathroom or you can fold the laundry. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want to do? Yeah, that's great. So That's a great strategy. And then whoever chirps in first and gets first pick. <laughs> so it's always yeah. best to volunteer for competition. <laughs> there too. You go. Um, do you use positive reinforcement? I assume that you oh, yeah, use a lot of that. Yeah. Yes. Can you just talk a little bit more about how you use that at home? Um it's we're gonna go back to just with the kids and how it's I don't know how I did it. Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you exactly how I did it. Um, early on, I just... Inst I don't know whether it was I instilled it or they just had it ingrained into them from birth, but they've always strived to not disappoint me. Mm -hmm. And I think any punishment I can do would not compare to 
the knowledge that I was a little disappointed in them. Mm -hmm. I think that was way more devastating to them. So just if just like reinforcing the things that they do well so that they know that you're proud of them. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, yeah. So like if, Hey, you know, someone loaded the dishwasher without Mm -hmm. me asking or, you know, did something nice or like, you know, open the door for his brother, something like that. Mm -hmm. Just, Hey, that was really nice of you. Yeah. And especially with Joe, you don't make a, make it public. Okay. For him, it's way more meaningful if you just do it really quietly and Private. discreet. Yeah. Because he gets very embarrassed oh, if you... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. for him, it's, it's yeah, those little things. And then I try to leave notes on their bathroom oh, or... That's sweet. Yeah. That's hey, thanks things. for yesterday or whatever. So. Yeah. Those fun things that they take for granted now, but they're going to appreciate in the yeah. future. So, yeah. <laughs> that's so neat. Okay, Kelly, well, as we wrap up, my last question for you, which I ask all my guests, is what piece of advice would you give to another parent of a kid with autism? Mm -hmm. Breathe. Okay. What do you mean by that? Because I know how hard it can be. Mm-hmm. And the stress can build up and up and up. Sometimes you do feel like you're either underwater or holding your breath, yeah. but you just do need to, even for a split second, just go away for a second and just yeah. take a deep breath. Yeah. Or um, just knowing that this is today and there's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it's all right, just because today is a bad day or you know things might be going wrong today tomorrow is a better day yeah yeah I think those are great pieces pieces of advice and I also love your self-care techniques I think that's (laughs) great and so many parents don't do things like that or don't take the time to really get any personal time and so I think that's a great piece of advice as well yeah thank you so much I really appreciate it